we've said to the listeners a bunch that the real golden part of um, Rank Ideas is the bit that never gets recorded, which is our usual um, hour and a bit of chat before we get into the recording uh, where we just... Um, yeah, just share a lot of affection with each other and uh, talk about our lives. Um, today, though, because of my schedule, we're just having to smash right into it. So I'll be interested to see if that creates a different energy, more of a ramped up um, me generation, uh, productivity, hustle culture. Um, you know, just uh, don't need to actually eat food. You just need to blink a certain amount of times, kind of uh, rush to the whole thing. Um, and yeah, maybe makes me want to... Uh, think about like picking picking an idea that's kind of adjacent to that uh to uh to productivity culture or to this or to more yeah more of a get up and goy idea but um man see like i'm already i'm preempting i'm going so hard i'm going so hard already uh chris andrew re- reel me back rein me in tie me up no i want to uh well i may do all those things but i am um, want to encourage you because uh you know, if you want, if you ever want to rank cryptocurrency, you need only ask Nick. <laughs> Funny you should say that actually, because I was coming into it. Uh, I often, you know, don't uh, have <laughs> just draw blanks, but I thought, oh, maybe I don't think we've done competition yet. It'd be good to do something like that. But I think we, in fact, have. Let me just do a scan. But yeah, do it. Do a little riff though. I, th- I think what will work. I think what will work great for the listeners though is if you uh, quickly lay out the case for competition while I check that we probably, in fact, have definitely already done it. Yeah, it did pretty well. Yeah, I, look, I imagine that it it, did, it would have done well. I, I think um, it's just it's just what it's just a an interesting um, and I guess ever present one that we just so seem to be so inherently aware of as we um, you know navigate all sorts of different things in our lives and there's all sorts of different um, uh, social narratives that accompany it um you know both for and against it's number 18 oh that's good yeah it's it, it's really smashed yeah like um this, clearly this denotes that it's a while since we did it though so um it could be great to uh think about what a related or adjacent idea to the whole thing is hold on let me look on the list of ideas i think i had eliteness on the ideas to rank at some point um or just the idea of Underdog, giving up. Yeah, under yeah, me too. That's great. That's great. Cool. Welcome, dear sweet listeners, to the Rank Ideas podcast. The only podcast in the world committed to ranking every single idea on an ever-expanding list in order from best to worst. And it's also the only podcast by coincidence, hosted by myself, Chris Andrew, and Nick Deladovic. I'm the Nick Deladovic here, and um, we're going to define the idea so that we can discuss it to rank it on the list. Okay, so underdog, I'll have a little crack. It's just the idea of... Unless you would like to, Chris, it is a it is a hilarious and uh, life affirming bit that the listeners um, invest in, where I throw off the definition and stress onto you. Even yeah, so I was I was going to give you a break this time, but you're right. What's an underdog? Well, look, this is a rare instance where I was feeling like, oh, I feel like I could probably tread water across <laughs> across the definition of this one. <laughs> underdog is a party that's deemed to be uh, not a favourite going into a contest, and it comes with a cultural weight of uh, attracting affection for that status. Yeah, to riff. That's right, I would say. And yeah, I think um, 
It's a really fun one to want to rank. It's one that I've had in mind to rank for a while because it's just that very simple definitional handle, that very simple idea. And it's also like a real, if not a story in and of itself, it's like a, a powerfully like persistent story trope. And I think it's just, yeah, for me, it's just fun to talk about because I feel like the it's super, super viral, super, su- it's, you know, n- n- uh, basically in, endemic in culture now, you could say the idea of, you know, st- uh, stories and people's self-conceptions being based around underdog narratives. I feel like um, people, uh, there's certain people in the discourse who want to complain about victim mentalities or victim culture. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that so much as the thing I think as, as a thing that is as prevalent as people claim, but the th- a thing that I do think is extremely prevalent is underdog culture, is people wanting to, people, people feeling... Uh, defaulting to or feeling comfortable with uh, uh, describing themselves or self-conceiving as underdogs, as the people who are not the the powerful, predestined um, uh, winners in a society. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I'll be interested to see how all the ways that I care about that as a thing say more about me than about anybody else. So yeah, I guess a way to get into talking about it is just thinking about I reckon it, it seems like a really sexy idea, like one of those ideas we talked about, like fashion or debate, where if you have it at all, it seems to self-propagate really excitedly. Why do you think that is, Chris? Why do you think people vibe on it so much? Uh, I think it's an, um, it's an outgrowth from um, something that does seem to be an innate, like an, an instinctive engagement that we humans have with our surroundings and competition. I, and I think that this has been, and um, it's not, just, I'm not just saying this because it's my suspicion. Um, I have this suspicion be- because there was a, there was a study that, and, and obviously studies come with all their, their fraughtness, but it's one that I've cited before in the podcast, come remember in which episode, but um, it looked, it, it uh, showed people various, you know, situations of competition. And there was one where, um, and and it reduced it to to a, like just a completely meaningless or, or you know as close to um uh, meaningless uh, data as they could where you're looking at like two circles going around on a screen and there's a big one and a little one and they just would ask you know the subjects what they thought about what was going on and um people invariably would say I'm going for the little one like <laughs> you know yeah it's a contest or, or anything so I think there is uh, some you know, and I guess, you know, we're, as, as you always say, Nick, we're, we're a hive species. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, it's it's probably just a, you know, a a proclivity to, um, socialized behavior to care for, um, you know, benefit the collective by caring for uh, those who are left behind or going for, you know, going for them to, um, also be at the table, um, and, and and that's and that 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 instinct then grows out into um, you know where we have larger story forms where um, you know you don't you you have, you have a hero's journey be entertaining for a reason you know the hero doesn't start off as the winner who, co- who continues to win everything because there's nothing compelling or um, emotionally it, it, it doesn't doesn't grab grab you and um, entice you in the way that seeing somebody be up against it or and you know having to transcend that that uh, you know outside of status to come out on top eventually. Um, uh, and, and I guess that's where the, the problem with, um, the underdog idea is because, um, it kind of sits devoid from other values as an inherent, um, up waiter to any 
um, lesser uh, lesser fancied um, party in a contest or um, and um, so I, I'm starting to think that it's maybe not such a good idea because uh, because it takes away from the capacity to um, measure um, things based on their merit um, and to as in for instance um, Oh, I, I, I kind of t- I'm trying. I'm trying to think of um, sort of fairly neutral examples, but it's it's, it's kind of hard to. But um, I think that, that yeah, the, the sort of instinct to so say say in Australia, Australian culture, we revere a, a, a bush ranger, Ned Kelly, not not universally, but pretty 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 widely. Yeah, it's a, extremely popular. One of our most popular folk heroes, if not the most popular. Exactly, and yeah. and of, of course, like. What what was his job? He was a, a, a you know a violent criminal who used that violence to to take wealth. It's it's like it's like the Robin Hood story, without the give to the poor part. Unless you have the more simple one to one of like, well, he was poor. You know, he and his people were poor. Exactly. You know, but presumably a lot of the people that he killed were. It's not like the people that he, he killed were rich or um, and 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 you know that, that that folklore exists purely upon underdog merit. Because if you hear a story of um you know an officer of the state going around killing people and taking their money. You know, nobody is sympathetic to that, or at least a tiny, tiny minority. Versus, you know, I would say probably a majority of people are sympathetic with the idea of, you know, this this rebel guy who, you know, he shouted the pub at Gerildery and you know, like all, all these sorts of yeah, yeah. things that that have charm, and, right? And, uh, yeah, sorry. And there's and you know, and it's and it is easy to be potentially charmed by the idea of people who are lacking power, or or you know, who are born into a world that they didn't make that. Um, is enacting oppressively on them, then having some experience of transcending those boundaries or transgressing those boundaries. Like, yeah, the, you know, uh, if you look at, yeah, basic common story form, um, a thing that people invest in is forces of opposition. The idea of like, okay, watching someone go through something that's really hard to go through and then succeeding or even failing, but making the uh, quote unquote noble heroic effort to, to try. And yeah, I'm just trying to think about like the primal underpinnings of this because it'd be easy to picture an alien looking at this and being like, "Well, it's quite arbitrary to just value the the least the less likely person to win in a situation." In fact, maybe even strange, like if there's um, where where there's the option to um, to just support winners, the people who will more reliably win, um, which you know people do that a bunch as well. But I'm thinking again. Uh, I know I'm the person who's more. Uh, who throws more shade on the idea of evolutionary psychology out of the two of us? But yeah, think it. But but yeah, but thinking about. Um, I mean, you know, factually, uh, whether I know the reason why or not, factually, human beings um, uh, t- care about the weak. Like, even if we don't, we don't do it reliably or consistently, but we do, of you know, um, very uh, organically. Um, look at you know we we feel we feel feelings of care warmth and protectiveness um towards uh towards other humans and creatures who uh read or are coded as weak as in we look at them and we want to help them we want to support them um and that feels so i mean the there's the the yeah the strong majority and that's as as in you know one of the reasons that we have our ideology ranked so low is we think it's kind of the tip of the spear of the sort of um cognitive structures that that short circuit our care for the week as you were saying that was my first thought i was like you know it's you know it's the prime example for where we find instances to um you know wage that moral warfare and you know um, justify not giving the care that we in neutral circumstances absolutely would 
yeah, we have to we have to either think our ways. We, we either have to think ourselves out of caring, or we have to be in a extreme position of threat ourselves um, to stop to to short circuit that caring. But otherwise, we're caring for the weak. And so, the idea of the underdog, the idea of just um, humans as a as a group organism getting excited about the idea of the unlikely winner winning, or just someone being the unlikely winner. Um, is uh yeah feels consistent feels feels like some um some order of outgrowth from that in a way which makes it yeah ma- makes me perfectly sympathetic towards it as a thing that would sun- that would spontaneously occur but yeah but that said my instincts are close to yours Chris in terms of I'm pretty leery of it I mean it's tricky I th- I think this is an interesting one because um I do feel like it's uh a at something of a plague proportion in the specific society we're in now. Um, yeah. So then it's the idea of like, and we can talk about the whys and the outcomes, but um, then it'll be about deciding whether that's inherent in the idea. Like, I feel like some of these other ideas we've looked at again, like fashion or debate, um, you've, there's, there's the, um, we've ranked them relatively low on the idea that there's a lot of evidence that if you have them at all, then they become like chokingly prevalent and so this, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm not as instantly sure about underdog in that way. Like, is there, is there a way to up, you know, on a list of ideas, human ideas that are ranked best to worst flawlessly? Yes, exactly. Um, could you, could you just place it in a spot where you could have a perfectly measured version of it or is there a perfectly measured version of it? And, are there, but yeah, I, that also, that also has to do with whether we think they're specifically great, if there's anything great about it as an idea. Yeah, I'm glad that, uh, you know, unsurprisingly, we're aligned on, on the path that we're taking here. Um, I think that there is a bit of inherent joy. I mean, uh, underdog narratives are something I like because, because there is that, um, and again, uh, BS, you know, I, I'm nobody's an expert on, on, um, the realms of things that we often find ourselves talking about. Or, and uh, so there's not exhaustive knowledge on a lot of the, the ideas that we interrogate. So t- take, take this as you will. But I think that, um, you know, there, like I trade in the intrinsic joy of um, backing underdogs in circumstances and, um, and in the arenas in which I do that, I really enjoy it. But uh, similarly, like, um, you know, I could uh, really like, like anybody, like, or like any individual, or certainly uh, ab- absolutely the collective, um, you know, really get in trouble by, um, you know, falling to hard to underdog narratives um, d- where they come at the exclusion of the other considerations that you'd want to have higher than them. And I think, I, I do think that, um, you know, in the list, it's already starting to feel to me sort of in marriage territory. Um, yeah. You know, well, it's, its existence does have consequences that are not all positive and, and can be significantly negative, but um, also perfectly fine thing to have and to enjoy in the parameters that you want to enjoy it. Um, that can be really rewarding, but also, um, you know, be, be aware that this, you know, it's, it, isn't it great to back an underdog? Isn't it great to in- instinctively care for, for those who are, are not winning the, the realms in which they're participating? Absolutely. But, um, is it, isn't it great to keep everything relating to critical thought and good process and, um, good understanding of pursuing information and, um, measured consideration of, uh, you know, not inhibiting, not clogging those tubes ahead of that. Absolutely. And it feels like, I mean, we still haven't ranked intersectionality, which I'm keen to do at some point, but the, um, 
I, f- I feel like a bunch of ideas. I feel like I, yeah, I feel like I keep doing it that like the end of episodes is a thing to do next and then forget at the start. So yeah, I'm an odd duck, but yeah, there's a bunch of words that we have at the top of the list. Um, yeah, in that sort of um, self-awareness, critical thinking area um, that, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, like I, I, my hunch is that you're right. We'll keep talking about it, but my hunch is that you're right is that um, underdog as an idea is perfectly susceptible to just good um, critical interrogation in a way that, uh, yeah, on a, on a list that is elevating that as a trait in humankind that, you know, that you could find, if not a perfectly neutral version of it, then a balanced enough version of it, a la where we have, where we're imagining uh, marriage. But yeah, because, yeah, to be explicit, truly kind of poisoned brain versions of the underdog narrative that I see in the discourse and in, like, close personal friends and, in uh, and you know, every now and then in myself um, when I'm self-aware enough is that idea of, yeah, like, going into situations or, like, being in a situation and um, having your entire engagement with others in the situation be... Uh, framed around the idea of like, oh, I, the person in the situation, am the the least powerful, the least influential, the the person who's being the person who's being judged and um dismissed here, the person the person who uh who's, you know, who whose worth is being judged as the lowest. And A, that means I'm gonna that means I'm gonna be stressed and anxious and and have low self worth in the situation, which has a bunch of acty out implications and just bad feelings. But also at the at the it becomes self-fulfilling and then at the at the extreme also there's the uh, the the worst part of it is the idea of it's like well i as the underdog can't be the bad actor here i don't have the power here so i can do what i i whatever i do is not the thing that's having a global effect on this situation and really the thing that is affecting the thing that is affecting outcomes here is other people's actions not mine because i'm the underdog and um that's just, I think that's e- easily observable, like, uh, in the world as people who, and again, it really, it just ties into low self-worth, which again, I have a lot of compassion and empathy for people who have just had their life stack up in a certain way where their, where their self-worth, is, where their self-worth is super low. It's also a painful um, experience so I, to go into a situation where, you know, that, that is, those are materially true things that you're describing. Like, you know, that's, yeah, and, and it's natural and, to want to come then, to ways to, to grapple with that pain. Totally. And so talking it through like that. The underdog narrative isn't the, it's not the center of what's going on here. All it is, is it has the potential in a, in a situation where people are already, already have, um, bad self-worth or, um, a sense of, um, being, uh, or, or a, a sense of parent of social paranoia or in group out group paranoia, the underdog narrative can act as a nasty force multiplier on that because it can, A, uh, oh, so here's the, here's the thing. It's a romantic idea. It's a romanticizing idea. So if you've, so you've, so if you've already got, if you're already in a low self-worth state in a situation, um, the, uh, you, you can, uh, and then you have the underdog narrative, then you can be in a situation both of feeling garbage about yourself, but also romanticizing that sense of your low self-worth status at the same time, which can, yeah, again, it just do, can just lead to behaving poorly <laughs> like as a, as in away from uh, the individual like oh sorry finish that thought please no please it's something that we do instinctively on behalf of others particularly empathetic you know th- those are sort of more inclined to be other focused it's 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 a it's a term i think i think it's like a, a pretty critical building block to a term i saw the other day that that stuck in my head the, the suffering olympics where or, or oppression olympics i've heard as well yeah yeah, it was just on, it was it was just like someone on 
I think it was Eleanor Robertson was on Twitter saying, I'm not engaging in the suffering Olympics or, or oppression Olympics or, yeah, it, it could have been either, I can't remember. But um, I thought, oh, that is that is absolutely the case that people, and because I, I know, because I've done it, um, so I can feel the, like, you know, the, the pathway to what it is to do it, um, to seek the validity of others or yourself based on um, the externally measured hardship that you can um you know, put put as a framework, um, and then and then you know, uh, because that's the currency for um, you know, who deserves the care. Then um, you know, the the incentive is then to have an arms race to like, well, this this is this causes even this is this this individual or this type of circumstance is even more important. Um, and um, I guess the underdog loading onto that type of thing uh, leads to a lot of inhibitory like inhibitory engagements it, it like that's sort of you know the horse with the, the blinkers on uh, it's hard to navigate um you know some some key realities at broad brush broad brush distances on on any on, on literally everything really um and uh and when you're making your assessments uh from from you know uh, distance narratives um and and defining virtue based on underdog status, uh, like pinning the two. That's the issue, right? Is the idea of, yeah, just underdog. Yeah. Just, just necessary, like virtue being baked into the conception of underdog. Like the, the idea that, again, I guess that's what I was trying to say before. Like the idea that underdogs, are underdogs are then people who are good actors rather than bad actors. And, you know, again, I've, I've done it. I've seen it done routinely. That idea of people who, yeah, think of, if they think, if people think of themselves as low status in a situation, then they, then they just feel that there is full license for their behavior. And this is the reason we have things, we have something like morality ranked as close to the bottom of the list as we can, because morality actually gives you a rational, like a framework of rationality for that. Like you could actually, like, I think we'd, we when we, last episode, when we were talking about equality, like I made the joke about it, but it's true. The idea of like, if you just have, you can construct a version of the world where you go, where you can go, okay, well, my, the, the selfhood that I the population that I represent through my selfhood uh, has been oppressed for X amount of years. And so now it's time for, you know, by people who have acted thoughtlessly. So now it's time for me to act thoughtlessly for a full life, human lifespan, because that's, that's fine because I, you know, cause that's fair. And this is why we have fairness and morality so low. It's mm. a construction you see a again and again, like, but not only do you see it, you know, in just the mundane exchanges of everyday life, you see it one-to-one -one at the worst points in human behavior that you can think of. Yeah. And again, unfortunately, the because again, the, the oppression Olympics, suffering Olympics terms have been around for a while now, and unfortunately have already been co-opted by all of the worst people you've ever conceived of. But again, this is why I love... Again, I'm, I'm, yeah, this is why, again, I'll, I'll bring up, bring it up, talk about it now quickly in an episode, forget to ever rank it in another episode. But like for me, intersectionality for me has been such a calming idea in my mind because it's just a mechanic for saying that there is no neat coefficient score rank against, you can't rank one human against another human in terms of suffering or, or advantage because everyone is a, a mix of intersectional factors. Like obviously, you know, like I'm, I'm doing better than uh, Jimmy Mudface who's fate, who has, who lives with his face in the mud. But uh, I was, every part of the rest of my body is in the mud, but not my face. So I can still record a podcast. That's uh, that's the real privilege. But um, again, we don't have to unpack all concepts of how to quantify 
people's advantages and disadvantages in the world to rank underdog because we really it's just about all right how useful how useful or unuseful or neutral is that mechanic for um helping people navigate situations because yeah there are situations where people have a mix of have an intersectional mix of power or um power and agency or not power or not agency um and it's just like there is another benefit um that because uh, I, I was thinking that um you know the, ultimately the problem with you know the reason we uh I, I guess are instinctively warm to things like intersectionality and um you know just understanding that you can't really uh break down and newtonianly quantify uh, all the engagements of an individual or society etc and so you can't so that you want to steer clear from the the things that try to do that i guess you know for the party that uh, like th- there's probably a force multiplier in identifying as an underdog to um as motivation to be less of an underdog i, I don't know if that's um if that's something of utility or not thinking like in a sporting context you know like say it's this as an individual and you're like, I'm the underdog here and I'm going to show them or like, you know, no one expects me to win. And, and, you know, that's something that is, you can narratively draw upon. I'm like, oh, that's not nothing. That's a narrative that creates space, but that doesn't, that doesn't inherently mean it's something that's, you know. Whether it's good or bad, I'm hugely implicated in that. Like I certainly, you know, like in my uh, life in wrestling as a sport where, you know, underdog or not underdog, I was someone who was not a I was not a promising prospect in the sport and took a long time to be any good at it. Congratulations on your recent podium finish at the National Wrestling Championships, Nick. Thanks, Chris Andrew. Thanks for, thanks for picking up on that little pause I took there for you to jump in with that. But yeah, my, I mean, my progression through doing a sport that I was like humiliatingly bad at for the best part of a decade and then started to get slightly solid at, I cannot deny that the underdog idea the you know the uh, <laughs> the and even the yeah the romanticizing of the ordeal as is a part of what's propelled me through obviously my sense of whether or not that's been <laughs> like what mix of worthwhile versus just kind of comically uh, chaotic that has all been fun yeah that that little spice life spice element if it didn't exist like yeah okay we could navigate this in a neutral way and you know not the same and this is back to the two this is back to the little dot big dot thing as well. And I mean, you know, we, we of all people um, are not, not uh, going to minimize this. Like aside from everything that the big dot, little dot race um, says about um, human psychology, like it's also just a way of making things fun. So um, yeah, like it's a, and, and particularly, you know, as um, old mate Ian, Ian Bogus purports, like there's a certain amount of, certain amount of suffering and misery, boredom, like forces of opposition, are necessary are necessary conditions for fun. So the idea of um, uh, like the underdog narrative is just recognizing and naming a component of that, which is just the idea to an extent. Which is the idea of like one of the one of the things that is fun is if the thing is just super hard, like for a specific human. Um, if they or or they they at the very least they're not the human that the, that it's going to be easy for. And, you know, like I will tell strangers, I'll be like, oh, did you hear that 18-year-old kid beat Rafael Nadal? Because it's, you know, there's, there's fun. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's a better player in that instance. So, but. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So you go, you go, is that an underdog or is that just some, is that just the bet of 10, is that just the bet of tennis player winning? <laughs> but it's Arrogantly, like. it's an underdog. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, I, I think we can rank it. I, th- I think that, um, yeah, it's obviously there are a huge sway of things that needs to be under. I think, um, but even then, it's still like as a, as a concept is it is inevitably catchy and has domain transfer like by instinct that um that needs to be mitigated 
like I don't think you could just you know be like okay well we, this is how we built our society we don't we we don't think that um you know being an underdog is as important as science okay okay great now I'm not gonna you know <laughs> I'm gonna interrogate all situations why it may not be a good idea for this underdog to get the backing and support or whatever <laughs> um and totally you know, that's not enough yeah exactly yes it's funny actually looking at the list now I feel like marriage is more like the is more like the floor of um like under marriages because yeah because let's go because under marriage you go you've got uh cruelty and then which i i don't know we could talk about that but underneath that is philosophy and then you're like it's like philosophy celebrity celebrity genius like it's a bunch of things nowhere near as bad so for me i almost want to go a bit buck wild and start 20 ideas above not 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 to rank but i'm going to read out 20 ideas down to marriage and you um let me know uh, what's vibing. So Very if better we... than I would have expected. <laughs> Get up there. You can do it. Exactly. So at number, so a little bit more like 25. So at number 25, we have academia, which I think is, that to me, that's my initial hunt of this. Of this, this is my ceiling for where it would go. But now I'm going to read out, now I'm going to read out like 25-ish ideas. So going down, uh, psychology, harm, Pets, gyms, pornography, esports, mail, anniversaries, jobs, cruises, cheating, cuckold, cults, podcasts, name calling. It could potentially be within that bracket. Mm. What you're thinking? Because under name calling, it goes down to nudity, actualization, perfection, journalism, fashion, treasure inheritance, burnout, then marriage. It feels, I know, actualization seems worse, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a flaw between, somewhere between psychology and nudity, (laughs) the Chris Andrews story. (laughs) So between, like, number 47 and number kind of uh, 65. This feels about right because, um, and it is interesting because I think it's one of those ideas that, you know, in our current society I'd be like, well, get you know, probably put a fair chunk of that in the bin, but because you can see the, the disastrous consequences, but in a version where you're like, you know, we've got the list and, you know, right at the bottom is morality and fairness and ideology and, uh, et cetera. And then up the top of the things that, uh, you know, life joy and, um, good structures for hopefully, you know, types of critical thinking and engagement and exchange mm. and their improvement. Um, it's suddenly not so, yeah, it's, it's significantly defanged. Yeah, Exactly. And again, like, it's not like, you know, it's not like one of my, it's not like I'm like, oh, and I, and I love it. Like, and it's, it's, it's sexy and fun to me and I love it. But yeah, it's more just like the costs aren't that bad. And it is like, it's, it's fun. Like, it's not as fun as, it's nowhere near as fun as say like hyperbole, like, which is like super fun. Um, and, 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 um, that's around, that's like 30 something at the moment, but it's, yeah, but it's got that idea of, it's like, yeah, you could put a lot of fun together. Um, and it's, um. Yeah, and it and it has the potential to, and you know, well, it doesn't have the potential. It is springing off of human motivations of care, like motivating forces of care, and it is still cost laden. But yeah, so I think um, it's cost laden, not least because the way in which we attribute it is often completely incorrect. We are so so bad at, at uh, attributing from a distance, and um, yeah, like I just said, I just said that eighteen year old, you know, is the underdog, but actually maybe. You know, Nadal, who's only got one foot because of an injury and is, you know, just trying to hang For on and, and, you know, and this guy's, you know, smashing everything, you know, Nadal's the underdog, but, uh, you know, 
but uh, I, I don't know. It's, 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 I'm sorry for losing well, yeah, sporting in, metaphors. They just seem to be the least um, <laughs> divisive. Uh, but um, in a world where you would be tracking all the variables, um, it would take the teeth out of it a lot because you just wouldn't end up having a pure underdog conception of, of anything of anything ever. Um, so it would just be it would it would be uh, less used. But also, when it was used, it would be used without um, at least without toxic levels of misalignment or inaccuracy. So yeah, so look, I'm kind of looking in this. It's smack in the middle of that bracket. At um, so anniversaries, anniver like with male above it, they're the kind of because you know male we was one of the was one of the two first things we ranked on the idea of uh, that it would be like a super neutral idea. I actually think anniversaries underneath it is like almost the most neutral idea on the current list of just yep yeah, of of just not not that there's not pros and cons to it that you can argue, but really it's just anniversaries. It's like yep, yeah, you can have them. So um. I guess that's one thing to say, like, that's one thing to decide. Is it like, if that's our, if that's our neutral center, then is underdog just above the neutral center or just below the neutral center? It feels like one or the other. What's currently just below anniversary? Going down anniversary, we've got jobs and then cruises, cheating, cuckold, cults. I, I think, I think, um, and this is why I, I cut it off before we even approached the um, agreed upon floor, um, because I think it is probably just above. It's definitely not as, it's def definitely not so far down as you just read even. It's not as bad as jobs. I don't think like, and again, jobs, is, jobs isn't like horrific, but yeah, it's, it's like way more cost laden. So then, um, yeah. So then above that. So yeah, just being super rigorous. So then we've got a band of ideas going down, Psychology, down to harm, down to pets, down to gyms, down to pornography, down to esports, down to mail, down to anniversaries. Does it get anywhere up in the heights of that list or is it sort of down the bottom? I think the bottom. Yeah. Like put I do too like pornography I think pornography is a bit higher because when we talk through pornography, we were really able to imagine of, on the best version of the list, a version of it where most of the hectic costs, and again, in in the current in the society we're currently in, I would I think you could argue that the costs of pornography are worse than the cost of underdog. Maybe I still think you could go back and forth, but at least you could say that pornography. If this was the sole subject of this podcast, I think you could really explore some some catastrophic consequences of um, underdog narrative, like, like for the collective currently, and currently yeah. yeah. Yeah, but at least you could also say that pornography in the current world is uh, hor horrifically cost laden, and and certainly not the list version of pornography, which is like really really um, neutralized. Like the worst, the costs are neutralized easily with that. So then it's esports and the male and anniversaries. So do you think under the male and over anniversaries, like male's I pretty think smashed it? Sense it's just, yeah, it's just a sensible way to do it. We we have we've we've done the smashing. Hold on. Okay, we'll, we'll, ha we'll have this one out uh, uh, off my Exactly. Track. All right, thanks so That's much it. again, everyone, as always, for joining us. We love you. Commotion, there's lotion, there's lotion. Sometimes commotion, sometimes no commotion. Rank ID.